Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Recorded live. Okay. Uh, good morning to uh, Tony Vera and Erica Rose. Uh, it is uh, February 8th, Wednesday morning, 7 uh, 22 uh, a.m. And uh, we are starting uh, session four of uh, our sixth session program called Happily Ever After. And um, so uh, we're just going to uh, jump right in. So um, anything you want to say to be fully present or um, anything going on that you want to brag about, get clear on or whatever so you can be fully present? Uh, No. Okay. Okay, got it. So, um, how was your week between uh, sessions uh, three and now, um, in terms of uh, whatever you got out of it, or whatever you're present to, or whatever you did not get, or whatever? Like, how, how was the world of relationships for you in the last, since our last session? Um, I'm noticing I'm just really not making time for it. That's just like the bottom line. I just am not making it's not been a priority to me so that that's why i'm not producing the results so i don't have anything to share that's like a breakthrough or a breakdown i just i'm not like really focusing on it i thought that it was something that i mean it is something i want but i think that i'm just like i i gave you my word that i wouldn't quit but in my mind i'm like i don't like i just i have too many other things to focus on right now like mainly my work so i just i don't like, I'm not really even thinking about it. And somebody hacked into my, um, like, it's just an excuse, but it's kind of interesting. Somebody hacked into my dating website profile, and I was like, oh, this is a perfect example of why I, like, really, like, they're writing to people on my behalf. I'm like, at least they're writing to people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm laughing. This is going on back and forth, and I'm like, oh, this is awesome. Like, this is funny to watch as, like, people are mm. speaking at me and putting over their phone numbers and telling me to call, and I'm like, I don't, I'm like, I don't even know what's happening. So I don't know, I'm just resigned. And I know that that was something that you said from the beginning. I can't remember what it was, but I just, like, I just, I don't, I even was listening to an audio book yesterday about how, like, I kind of feel like I have no business focusing on my dating game right now when the results of my business are not where I thought they, where I want them to be. So I, so I just, like, I don't, like, it's like, I'm very apathetic. Like, I, I just. And not interested. Yes. So, um, I totally got that. You know, you're, you, you know, you got things in front of you that's so demanding that you don't really have the space to even think about. Never mind, put energy into anything else. That's basically what I got. What you just said, correct? Uh huh. Yeah. You got it. So, um, there's a couple of things that I'm present to. Um. First off, have you ever experienced having an empty empty mind? Like you just had no thoughts going on whatsoever. You just minding your business, la la la. You're like, it's not like you're unconscious. You're just 
Like, you just don't have any thoughts at all. You ever remember having that experience? Um, no. Got it. Clear. I, I, I'm clear. Um, usually people have that experience when they're in the shower, you know, because, like, they're so busy doing the shower that they don't really think. Thoughts come to them, but they're not doing the thinking, you know what I mean? And then they have these epiphany moments in the bathroom, in the shower. So many people have had, like, oh, I was taking a shower, I had this great idea come to me. That's because they don't know that their brain was empty, like they wasn't thinking, um, but they wasn't thinking. And so what happens is if you could ever turn your brain off long enough, you'll start hearing new ideas. You'll start hearing new insights. You'll start getting a new different world. You know, and that's part of what meditation is about, getting to nothing. Mm. And you can't get to nothing. You can't get to nothing. So you can't get to the, you can't get the impact of what you're learning. Yeah. And part of when you asked me if my stomach was okay, it's just because I, um, I don't have like, I mean, yeah, it's a stomach ache, but it's simply, um, I basically have been eating not the best that I know lately. Like I love sweets. And I yes. have this cleanse that I do daily. So if I take the cleanse, because, and I'm like, it's, it's counteracting. So I'll have like, you know, cookies or potato chips or something yesterday. And then if I have the cleanse in the morning, like literally it has everything that I shouldn't have eaten. All the toxins are removed from my body. So I'm like, oh my God. I'm like, I'm like, there's more stuff leaving. I don't need to regret. But that's really all it was. It was just like, okay, so just, I need another, because everything, I not everything, but a lot of what I ate yesterday shouldn't have been in my body. So it was just after I did yoga, I'm like, oh, my God, my body's going to explode. I can now recognize that, like, if I don't do that, like, that's the impact of me not eating healthy and then doing the cleanse. I mean, thank God I'm doing the cleanse because it's eliminating it, but it's not taking it out completely. That's why I'm so tired. I'm, like, I'm eating, like, differently than I used to. Yes. So, um, you know, the first thing is the point I'm trying to make here is that um, I'm inviting you to um, give your brain the space to actually work. You're too busy working it to allow it to work. It's actually a pretty good mechanism if you give it the space to do what it's, what it's designed to do, which is to um, assess what's going on around and make your life better. But you're too busy doing you're too busy doing um, your brain and doing your life to let life take care of you. Mm, okay. Yeah, you won't let. So I have, for example, I have this. Uh, I have this, this this app called Evernote. You know what that is? I've heard of it. Yeah. Yeah, Evernote is the MF bomb. Oh my God! I I don't even need notebooks anymore after that. It's like. It, it, that's that's it. I, I got it on my phone. I got it, you know, uploaded to my computer, and, and it automatically does that, and those things and all that. So for almost three years now, uh, I think 162, actually it's more than, it's been three, over three years now, 162 or 163 weeks, I have this notebook called the Journal of Transformation. And the Journal of Transformation is, what did I learn today? And I've got you know, pretty much, like, I didn't write every single thing down, but almost everything down that I've learned, I can tell you what day it was over the last three years. 
Like, I let life teach me. I let epiphanies come to me. You know, like, if you allow it, you can have um, every day or almost every day be like Bruce Willis in um, The Sixth Sense. Did you ever see that movie? No, but I'm guessing I should watch it. Yeah. (laughs) You don't have to watch it. I'm going to tell you the end. At the end, (laughs) at the end, he finds out that he's dead. He doesn't know he's dead. And he's talking to uh, the kid who says, I, I see dead people. But he's t- saying it to a dead person, and the dead person don't know it. And so at the end, he has this epiphany where he realizes he's dead. And everything that came before him showed up uh, as a, oh, I was dead. Oh, this is what happened since I died. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. He was, How come I died? And all of that. Like, it was a a revelation that hit him long after he was already dead, did not know it. Okay. And so, um, you know, people have these epiphany moments where all of a sudden they learn or have an idea that's basically complete all at the same time. And then they got to math. They got to figure out how to formulate it, how to break it down or whatever. But it's like life is trying to give us stuff. You know, like the geniuses of the world, they may be pretty smart, but they're really getting it from the universe because <laughs> we're smart. We ain't that smart, you know. And so um, you don't have to make your brain work. It's already working. Oh. Okay. Let it do its work and then check in with it once in a while. Well, actually, you don't even have to do that because it will check in with you. So, um, so that's the first thing is to uh, let your brain, you know, relax. <laughs> and, uh, and yeah, you could be as hungry about producing results as possible. You just don't got to overthink it. You just don't got to kill off your creativity, cr- kill off your insights, kill out. Yeah, kill off. I can see that I'm I'm definitely doing that. Like. Even with, like, I am becoming such a perfectionist because I'm so scared of it not work. Like, I, <laughs> the only thing I haven't given up on, like, I actually promised that I would, is actually sharing those videos four days a week, like, about door knocking. And yes. I've now literally, like, been like, I said I was going to do it. I probably will sound like a fool most of the time. It's, I don't know yeah. what the hell I'm doing, and I'm going to do it anyway. <laughs> and... Yeah. Yesterday, I think, might have been the most fun video that I made since I started doing it because I realized it froze within, like, five seconds or ten seconds. I didn't even know if I was recording, so I was just making fun of myself. So I'm like, I don't know if you guys can see this. And then I don't know what's happening. Everything froze. <laughs> and so I never actually went back to watch it because I'm just like, oh, okay, I don't know if I want to see that. <laughs> um mm-hmm. But, like, I just had fun because I didn't, like, it was just I was being creative. And, like, I realized that that's the side of me that's totally missing is the creative side. Mm. Yeah. And I'm really just, like, I have a friend that's dating from team and, like, we talk every day for five minutes and say what we're, we unfolded our fiancé game together. Um, Yes like three, no, like five months ago, maybe. Yeah. And, um, 
and he's been like in relentless action and I keep getting stopped and it's funny because he's just like what's the problem where are you like so what there is to do is to go date what else are you doing I'm like yeah I don't I don't want to he's like oh okay do you think they're gonna knock on your door I'm like possibly (laughs) but I don't actually really even believe that because I I just don't like, and I'm, I am sabotaging. Like, I'll end up eating crap, and then I feel like crap, and then I don't because I know what I'm eating makes me feel tired and disgusting, like tired, you know, like I, if you don't eat healthy. Yes. And then I don't actually produce the results I want, and then I don't feel good, and I don't like how I look in clothes. I'm like, I'm not dating. I'm not going out. Yeah. Hell no. So, whoa, sorry. Um, so I just, I don't know. I just know that I'm feeling resigned. That's. And so that's that's it. And I know you emailed me a few days ago and you asked me a question. And I was like, I have no answer for you. Like, I don't, I don't know what to tell you. I know that it's, and I promise you, I wouldn't quit. So I'm not quitting. I'm here, but I'm just yes. like, it's just another experience of kind of being like, crap. This is this is just yeah. another time where I know it's just not going to work. And I know that's me, like, supporting my point of view of. I don't belong here. I'm a complete total fuck up. So I don't know. That's just where I'm at. Got it. So um, so that 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 leads me to to, to number two, and then you actually just gave me a number three. So I want to like make take care of you around this, regardless of the program, and then go back to the program. But you first, program second, you know. So uh, so the second thing is that um, I don't know if you're very observant. Meaning, I don't know if you're curious enough to just see what's going on rather than trying to figure out what to do about what's going on, you know? Like, just watch. You know, like, kids look out the window, and they're just looking out the window, you know? Like, I find myself looking out at people, partly because I I have a a distinction that I don't know anybody else actually uses, really, called uh, mental modeling. Like how to determine the, a person's mental model. I've mentioned it to you before, correct? I think so. Yeah, I mentioned about like if you took 10 people to a house and you asked them how they would design it, you'd get 10 different versions of it because that's how they already have it in their brain before you even ask. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. And so like for me, it's so much fun to figure out how people are seeing the world that I ain't trying to interrupt it because I know whatever they're seeing it, it ain't the way I'm seeing it, but I want to know so I can meet them where they are. Mm. And so um, by by doing that, I learn a lot more about people. But if I – one of the things I, I – actually, I'm just getting in this conversation right now is if I tell them what I see and they don't agree with it, they will deny it even if it's true because they don't like the way it sounded. I just got that. Just now. I am so glad I recorded this piece. <laughs> <laughs> Girl, look at that thing. I'm like, you just put the baby carriage in front of the, the fireplace. Like, what? What are you talking about? I didn't do that. Whatever, right? And so, um, but it teaches me about myself, and it teaches me about people, and it teaches me how to teach people. But it gives me so much freedom because I also get to learn how to look at life in different ways. You know, like like their insights teach me how to improve myself. So it's like a win-win-win-win-win, you know? Mm-hmm. Just being just being observant. As a matter of fact, um, the possibility I created for myself 
uh, out of being in the team management leadership program is to be is to be the possibility of love, generosity, and curiosity. And I use those as standards for operating. They're like my quality control standards. You know, like in a on an automobile line, you know, if this this thing don't have the right screws in it or whatever, you got to throw it away or improve it, put it take yeah, it off yeah. the line. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I mean by quality control. If I'm not being curious, I'm not being generous, I'm not being loving, then I got to up my game so that I go back to being that, you know? Mm-hmm. So I, I use the possibility rather than hope that the possibility uses me. So uh, the second thing is just to be observant and curious. Just like, you know, let yourself um, be empty and meaningless, be at nothingness, you know? Just... It ain't gonna happen all that often, but it'll be enough to enough to blow your mind. You do it often enough, you'll start having your mind blown. Um, you, oh. If you practice it enough, it'll be. It won't necessarily become a habit, but it'll be something you because you start becoming hungry for. If I just yeah, if you just be an observant, you just be curious. You don't have to do anything about what you learn. It'll do you. Let me explain to you what I mean by that. So before you knew how to drive a car, your life was going the way it went. And then all of a sudden, you learn how to drive a car, and your life was the same, but your life was completely different because you added this one ingredient to your life called driving, right? Yeah. How how old were you when you learned how to drive? Um, I was older, um, maybe like... 19 or 20. God bless you. I didn't learn how to drive till I was 35. Oh. Um, <laughs> so older. Yeah, I'm laughing at you like older teenager. Anyhow, <laughs> so anyhow, um, you know, your life was the same except for you learn how to drive. But your driving affected damn near everything in your life, correct? I don't know what you mean. So you had a life that it was there before you was driving. Yeah. And then you learn how to drive, you added one more ingredient to the quality and the resources of your life. But the rest of your life was the same, even though the rest of your life was completely different to some degree. So in other words, you was no longer necessarily under the control of somebody else to try take you somewhere. You had freedom to go. Oh, you know, yeah, it, yeah. Right? So it affected your life in, in tremendous ways even though yeah. it was just one thing. It affected so many other things in, inside of that one thing. Yeah, yeah. Right. That's what learning does. Having a breakthrough in one area could transform up to 50% of the rest of your life permanent. Got it. So, for example... You know, being in a team management leadership program, being a team two especially, you know, you're getting trained to be able to manage four, five, six things at the same time. Yeah. So when I hear you saying you're too busy um, working to be focusing on dating, that's okay with me, but you missed the lesson on how to handle multiple projects at the same time. I think actually that's 
100% true. And I know instead of dating, I'm doing other things. Like, like I end up eating something or I'll go on Facebook or then, like, I'll just want to go take a nap or, like, I know that. Like, that's just what I do. And I'm like, okay. Or, yeah, I know that's 100% what I'm doing. And that's not what I always have been doing. But that's something yes. that's like a pattern that I developed and it's just frustrating me. Yes, I got it. I got it. And now the third thing is something I touched on, but I'm going to go deeper this time uh, around it. And that's specifically the voices inside our heads. So, yeah, I think I had mentioned to you that uh, I have identified that there's uh, four voices. That's where I talked about the pain bodies with um, uh, the power of now. Remember? Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh Uh-huh. Okay, wait. So um, Eckhart totally identified them. I don't know if he put a number on them, but the way he describes them is also described differently, but they're the same thing as what the landmark describes with our voices and our, our morass. He just say it a little differently, but it's, it's just as accurate. Um, and what I've discovered is that we have four voices in our head. I wouldn't call them personalities, but they are um, expressions of negative emotions. So, um, I had said this before, I'm just going to say it again. The, um, our act, you know, the one distinction you get in the advanced course is um, our anger voice. It's either we get angry or, um, you know, it, it, it triggers us to get angry or something. Like anger, when that voice comes up, our point of view, I mean, not our point of view, our act, we're, we're upset about something. We're not happy. We're upset. And then when our unanswerable question pops up, that is always only fear. Like, what do I do wrong now? <laughs> That's mine. It's so hilarious. A lot of people that knew me in team, they knew it. You know, um, I think I told you. I'll just say it again. Remember one time I was walking over to uh, Jamie Anderson. She was the program manager um, before um, Bethany. Mm-hmm. She had called me over. She had called me over. I was on team two. She was writing something down. She called me over. And just before I touched the chair, she never looked up. Well, she said, you didn't do anything wrong. <laughs> there was about three or four of us laughing at the same time because, like, she didn't look and she felt like I was worried. <laughs> that was hilarious. But it was my, it was, I was committed that everybody knows my unanswerable question, my point of view, so they can catch me in the middle of it, teach me how to catch myself in the middle of it. Yeah, I yeah, made sure everybody, yeah. I made, I made sure everybody knew. So anyhow, um. I'm bringing this up because of the point of view. The point of view that you send yourself to is the hardest one to recognize you're in the middle of. You know, because I've discovered that there are, um, how do I call it, um, early warning signs, signposts of the other ones. If I'm scared, okay, the first thing I need to know is am I feeling guilty? Am I, you know, I think something's wrong, you know, like that, right? What am I scared of? Um, my act, that ain't fair. You know, if I start getting angry, I'm going to say, okay, where am I, where am I angry at a lack of fairness or what's up with the fairness thing here? You know? So I could catch myself there. But when I'm resigned, I don't seem to know how to catch myself being resigned when I'm by myself. As a matter of fact, the first time I actually learned this about this, I was um, um, in the second classroom of Team, team 2 my first quarter. I was the, access, I was the uh, Team 2 expansion accountable. And um, uh, the program manager at the time, his name was George, uh, George Rylander, who, who's – actually, he's not around Landmark anymore. Anyhow, 
Uh, he was a program manager, and he was, you know, um, inspecting me, asking questions about me um, as the um, team to expansion accountable. You know how they do it at the, the second quarter before they do the uh, the re-promises, right? Um, so as the accountable, I was on front of the room, and he was asking me this, and I was really resigned or really, like, stuck. And I'm like, why does he keep correcting me? Why is he, you know, what's all of this stuff, right? When I got off the stage, I realized I was sucking the air out of the, the, the energy of the room. And I realized I was in my point of view. I'm not important. I'm helpless. Because mm. that game felt like it was impossible to win. <laughs> but I was being helpless about it, you know? And that's mm. when I realized I need to be around people for me to catch myself in my point of view. Because if I'm by myself in my point of view, I'll be so in it, I won't know it. And I can mm. go days being in my point of view. And how I know the only early warning sign I've recognized to this point is I'm sucking the air out of the space that I'm in because I'm, I'm more resigned than anybody can be positive. Mm. So, you know, maybe you can catch yourself in the middle of being so resigned that you're like resigned that you're resigned. But, okay. um, you know, I'm inviting you to catch yourself being resigned because being resigned is not your natural state. No. It's not who it's not who you are. It's what you experience. It's what your machinery does, your mirage does to you. But it's not you. You're not it. So I wanted to sh- share that with you because just because you're not dating doesn't mean you're not learning about dating. That's what all of this conversation is about. Okay. If you're if you're curious, if your eyes are open, if you're not resigned, if you're just watching other people date, that will teach you how to apply what you're getting out of this program. Okay. Let the world teach you how to get this, even if you're not going to be in action yourself. Okay. All right. So what are you getting out of all of this? Because this, you know, I went on a little bit, <laughs> but I I just felt like you really could use it, you know. Um, but I don't necessarily have to be in action. I can learn from others. Okay. Anything else? Um, that it actually makes a difference to have people around me when I'm resigned, so then they can recognize when I'm resigned and call me out on it. Yep. Okay. Um, and... Just observing, like observing others. Okay. And a willingness to want to observe others. I like the way you said that. That's a good one. Yeah. Um, I mean, work with your brain, not against it. You don't have to dominate your mind, your thinking. You know, creativity is what moves the world forward. Making things happen uh, and taking care of things, producing results is what keeps us stat- keeps us stable, but doesn't necessarily move us forward. So you want to be doing both. Say it again. If I took on possibly the possibility of being creative, then I could actually, like curious and creative, and I could discover ways 
of dating and like creating business. It doesn't have to look like necessarily taking hours of my time. Like someone said to me yesterday, you work so much, but yet, and that's why you're not dating. And, you know, like, and I think I said that to you a few minutes ago, and it's true, but I'm not getting the results I want, but maybe I could work less and then be creative about how I'm working so as to produce the results I want. Yeah, that's called working smarter, not harder. Yeah. Yeah, so um, all those things I said uh, lead you up to that statement, which is beautiful. So, um, And I was actually surprised I didn't hear from you about your game in the world, but that's, you know, another story. What did you say you were surprised you didn't hear from me in regards? Yeah, because I, like, I think it, it's all related. I don't... I think I stopped caring. Like, I'll start something, people will get enrolled, and I'm like, okay. I don't, yeah. I don't know how to explain it, like, I, I or create it. Mm. But I just, like, I don't trust that it's going to work. Like, I, I, or maybe I'm not, I don't, maybe possibility went out, I'm not interested anymore. Like, I don't, I'm not, I'm not sure what to say. Okay. Well, maybe um, this next session will help you with some of this. <laughs> and okay. I was funny. I, um, I, I laugh because, like, since I've been doing this program, the issues that people will talk about when, they, when we start to get clear, the, exactly the issue that are happening in the next session, in the session we're about to start. Mm. <laughs> you know, last time we were talking about emotions and, you know, uh, you, you brought up, you know, how you feel and blah, blah, blah. Last time before I, I went into the session. And um, this session is dealing with structural and other breakdowns. <laughs> I just find it hilarious and, and uh, ironic that, um, you know, this, this, first clearing area time thing was about, um, uh, you know, dealing with really how to deal with a structural and other breakdowns. Mm. <laughs> yeah. I mean, really, if you think about it, this really, that's all this was about. Uh-huh. <laughs> how to produce results and how to avoid not producing results, which is, you know, dealing with breakdowns and, and, and making sure structures are operating with integrity, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Anything, oh, you know, which reminds me, anything you want to say about emotions from last week? Uh, no. Got it. Boy, I'm glad these calls are being recorded. Okay. All right, I'm going into um, this week's session. Okay. Ready? Uh-huh. Okay, good. By the way, do you be doing stuff while we be talking? Do you be distracted half the time or sometimes while we... When I'm reading to you? Well, sometimes I'm driving, or I have a mind where I can't just sit and be. Maybe that has something to do with it. I literally mm-hmm. have to sit down. I have to be doing yes. something else. I just can't. It's like that's how my mind goes. So mm-hmm. I might be, like, putting fishes away, or I might be, like, folding clothes. Like, it's, a, it's just that's how my mind, for me to stay present, that's how my mind works. Okay. How about this? Let's just do an experiment. How about if you do nothing for 10 minutes, you time the 10 minutes, and then let's see what happens, what was going on for you during those 10 minutes. It'll be a uh, mental modeling exercise. 
Um, Who's your sleep? You want me to do nothing for 10? Okay. Yeah, right now it's 7.53. So I'm just going to go through this. We'll all talk like it's a regular thing. And then at uh, 8.03, um, let me know you're stopping and we'll, we'll check in to see, like, what was going on for you, you know? Okay. This might be the most valuable thing you get out of this whole program, maybe. I don't know. Okay. All righty. Here we go. So, um, um, so what are you doing? You sitting down somewhere? What are you doing exactly? Um, I'm standing. Okay, 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 fine. Standing or sitting, either one works. That's fine. Great. Don't touch nothing, okay? <laughs> okay. All right. So uh, we've covered uh, uh, the three of the top five biggest problems, uh, biggest areas that, that get in the way of great relationships, which is, number one, not knowing who you are. Not, number two, not understanding gender differences. Number three, not managing emotions. I'm sorry you didn't really get a whole lot or it didn't stick with you or nothing came up for you around emotions last week, but that's fine. We're now going to talk about the fourth biggest problem, which is structural and other breakdowns. Um, and then next week we're going to be talking about miscommunication. Not Mrs. Communication, miscommunication. Right? All right, so um, now okay. today's structural. <laughs> that was supposed to be a joke. Structural and other breakdowns. So what I mean by structural breakdowns is breakdowns that make life uncomfortable, if not unworkable. Often it's both a lost job, a flat tire on a highway, broken pipes in the bathroom, etc. Other types of breakdowns include not getting what you want, sex, attention, free time, etc. Um, the reason structural and other breakdowns can and usually do get in the way of relationships is that they draw attention to negativity are almost always a surprise, if not shock, to the individuals in the relationship, and it takes away from other areas of the relationship, such as money, time, or communication, or commitments. Lack of structures creates the space for lack of workability. A lack of workability creates lack of trust, freedom, safety, security, and success. What's worse, the impact occurs unconsciously, automatically, and often immediately. Lack of physical communication, agreement, structural, or other forms of, break, of uh, structures that, that have breakdowns or disagreements happen undercut the emotional environment of relationships in ways that only creating and restoring workability can. The only three things that can keep structural breakdowns from negatively impacting relationships are the following. Making agreements, planning, commitment. Um, so I want to be specific about that. Um, you can't avoid breakdowns. You can only um, handle your relationship to breakdowns because nobody can stop a tsunami. But what you're going to do about that tsunami is, is, is the whole point of this piece here. To be unmessable with and to create things, create structures that are keep on being unmessable happen, you know, in existence or make it show up as quickly as possible. So making agreements. Making agreements on who does what and when is critical to maintaining workability and reducing or completely eliminating structural and other breakdowns because this is where trust, credibility, and partnership gets created and developed. 
after making an agreement, maintaining that agreement is paramount to the relationship, even if breakdowns do occur, because though we can't foresee the future, we know our partner cares about us, their word, and can be trusted to do what they say they're going to do. The biggest agreement a couple can make is a philosophical agreement around how to approach structural issues and how to handle the business side of their relationship. This means you have to understand how each person in the relationship approaches things. You understand their talents and skill sets, their vision and context for doing things, and so much more. You have to understand your partner. Your partner has to understand you. You're clear from tangible experience that your partner understands you, and your partner has tangible experience that you understand them. This allows you to blend your various viewpoints, strategies, creativity, et cetera, in ways that create solutions to problems as they occur. So, in other words, you have to have a mindset agreement that you're going to be on the same page. That's the biggest and most fundamental agreement. Got it. And, and, and you create it with each other, but it's based on you understand them, they, experience, they understand you, you know that you can experience that they understand you and they experience that you understand them. And now you're on the same page. Not every single minute, every time, but you like, like, it's kind of like, <laughs> like politics, you know, um, Democrats are fundamentally in agreement, even though they got some differences of opinion from time to time, they're fundamentally in agreement, you know? Yeah. Uh-huh. Kind of like that. Okay, great. Next planning. Planning keeps shock and surprise from creating emotional turmoil. We can't prevent breakdowns from happening, but we can be mentally and emotionally prepared for the unexpected or undesired. You have to at least see what there is to plan, even if you don't have a complete business plan for everything that can go wrong. For instance, you may want to agree on who's in charge of what and who's in charge of that thing when. You may want to get insurance for the things you have no control over. You may want to have a list of emergency phone numbers to contact people when needed. Think about, uh, uh, excuse me, think ahead like a business, because if you fail to plan, you plan to fail. The longer you're together, the longer your planning structure is likely to grow. That's a good thing. <laughs> you, you just got to make plans so that, you know, you, you, you can be settled. You know, and I, and I know that, um, both men and women, are, it's important to them for, for different ways, vastly different ways, but both men and women need to know this stuff, and they need to be planning for this stuff. It's, it's just really important. So next, commitments. Commitment supports and ensures that the first two items above will be taken care of regardless of circumstances within the realm of what's possible for human beings. People who are committed can move mountains. People who can move mountains can be trusted to make things up in the face of breakdowns that weren't even thought of before the breakdown occurred. They operate as someone in charge of their own destiny, the opposite of a victim of circumstance. In addition, commitment communicates love to those on the receiving end of that commitment. That's pretty clear. That's very clear. Got it. Um, didn't realize there was a distinction between clear and very clear. Got it. Okay. <laughs> Thanks. All right. 
the things that need structural support, um, money, health and fitness, sex, timing, synchronicity, housekeeping, food, sleep, social circles, education, entertainment, activities. You don't need to remember this stuff. It's going to be emailed to you. Uh, uh, dating re- and romance, uh, physical items such as home, cars, clothes, blah, blah, blah. Feel free to add to this list as it comes up for you both now and in the future. The, in- the biggest impact of structural breakdowns is that it impacts both men and women where it hurts them the most. Men feel unsuccessful and women feel unsafe and insecure. It goes right to the heart of what matters most to each of us in the most negative of ways. This makes it an emotional drain on the relationship. In addition, structural workability doesn't add to the quality of relationships, but structural unworkability takes away from the quality of relationships. Everyone expects things to work, so you don't get extra points for things going as planned. Very few of us thank God every day for oxygen but it would be an immediate and probably permanent breakdown if there were no oxygen. Structural breakdowns have the same impact on relationships. Um, That's interesting. Okay. I never really thought about that. Okay, good, because it's um, 802, 8.03. I'm not going to start a whole another sentence in those section. Um, but uh, so, so first off, how was that just sitting there listening to it? So giving up withholding, I didn't it fully. I couldn't. I just can't. But I was present a lot more than I was in the past. I found myself, like, this is just what I do. I'm in office meetings, and I'm texting, and I'm emailing, and I'm on Facebook. And then I'm in team meetings, and I'm writing stuff down because I remember. And, like, I ha- I'm afraid I'm going to forget. So I wasn't doing anything else. Like, I was walking around putting a couple things away, but, like, I wasn't, like, oh, my God, I have to write this down. My brain. I was totally listening to you, but I just didn't sit. I didn't stand. Okay. Okay. So, um, um, anything else you want to say about what you just, you know, what, what that last 10 minutes was like for you? Nine minutes. <laughs> that, I took mercy on you. Nine minutes. Yeah, no, I think it was great. I was able to like be in the conversation more and actually got more out of it because I was just almost fully present. Got it. So what is it that you actually um, got out of it that you might not have gotten otherwise? You know, maybe you can't answer that question that way, but, like, what was it that had you experienced you getting, you know, a lot more out of it than you normally do? Um, I would say maybe it was, like, again, the willingness to want to and being curious. Actually, I was curious. I'm like, okay, something, there's going to be something here great. So just listen for it. Got it. Okay. Oh, uh, you should do that a lot more often, like every minute of every day from now on. <laughs> but that's interesting. Really, like, like okay, yeah. 10 minutes. Just be curious and get something from this. And then it's 10 yeah, minutes. I mean, and now I'm noticing that, like, even yesterday I cooked. I don't cook at all. I'm terrible. And I was like, okay, I ordered Blue Apron. I said I was going to do this. I didn't even have the right size pan. I'm like, I didn't even have the right knife. And I'm like, I'm going to do this anyway. And I prepared this meal that I was like, I'm a fucking superhero. I was like, I've never done this before. This is amazing. <laughs> yeah. So that's all. So I, 
I will make, I'm not going to do like other multitasking things, but like, I'm just going to be present. Like I'm, I, but it's like, I actually even organized something that I hate. I didn't, I was putting off organizing. I'm like, I'm going to do that right now. And I was like, oh my gosh. And even the thing we were saying about like having structures, I'm like, wow, this is so messy. I was like, let me make this organized. Like I was thinking about structure. Like as we were talking, I'm like, oh my God, I can't have this. This is a messy thing over here. Okay, so what I heard you say, even though you don't, you didn't say it, is that um, you are doing a lot more thoughting than thinking. Uh, yeah. Remind me of what that means again. Yeah, thoughting means that you have a thought and then you treat it like as if it's a you thought it, but it thought you. Okay. So you have a thought hits your brain, and then you react to it as if it was your thought. But it wasn't your thought. It was a thought in your morass that popped up that you reacted to as if it was yours. See, real thinking is that you examine the thoughts that pop into your brain. You question, is this thought useful? Why did I think this thought? Stuff like that. Rather than, oh, I just... Because you heard the thought, but it didn't come from you. It came to you. I'm talking about... Yeah, structure. and you know, it's funny that you say that because I'm opening something and I'm like, oh my God, this is broken. And immediately I was about to get all pissed off. I'm like, fuck, I just bought all these plates and now I have to go back to Bad Bath and Beyond in a fucking line. I was like, because they handed me a box of broken plates. And I was like, I am pissed off because I was supposed to take now to put these plates away. And then all of a sudden I'm like, it's only one fucking plate. Relax. I was like, I'll find the time to go to Bad Bath and Beyond. Stop getting so pissed off. Nobody acts, nobody purposely threw a broken plate. Like it was like immediately that thought popped up like, that stupid jerk. Who popped this box? They should be fired. Like, it was, like, immediately popped up in my head. I'm like, oh, my God, shut up. Right. Your brain is doing that because it's so used to doing it and you haven't stopped it. You don't question the thoughts that pop into your head. I don't, and they sucked. I, like, when I was doing that right now, I'm like, wow, that was a really nasty thought. Nobody actually went and purposely said, I'm going to throw a cracked plate in her box. <laughs> Yes. That's really, that was right. really weird that I would even think that. Yeah. Yeah, people trust their thoughts without ever thinking them through. Yeah. So, so I'm going to say this again. You'll hear it now for the, first, for the first time, even though you've heard it before. You heard me say it before. How our brain works is like this. Something happens, and then we have a thought that pops into our head about what just happened. And then we have a feeling about the thought we just had. And then we take action based on how we feel about the thought that we just had. The thought comes first always, even if it's uh, one millionth of a second before the feeling. You can't feel the feeling if you didn't have a thought to it. It could be fear it could be, you know, excitement, whatever, but the thought comes first, then the feeling, because the feeling is based off the thought. And the thought is based off of your 
fundamental agreements in your mind. You know, your relationship, what, what fear means or what, what that means is, is I should be scared of it, like those kind of fundamentals. This is why understanding principles and living life from principles is so important because now you're living life based off of the fundamental nature of how humans are designed to live life. We're designed to be a principle, curiosity, generosity, love, wisdom, whatever. If we come from those, then we will start questioning what just happened and how does it relate to those principles. And it will give us much more wisdom, latitude, access to success, happiness, and all of that because we're dealing with how life actually is as opposed to what we think about whatever this happened. We'll actually be able to start hearing our thoughts versus our thoughts thinking for us, our brain thinking for us. Does this communicate? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and, and here, here's one of the challenges with this thinking stuff. <laughs> the challenge with the thinking stuff is that um, it sounds like we're the one thinking because it's the same voice no matter which one of those voices is coming up. If your unanswerable question pops up, it's the same voices, the, you know, resignation voice, the anger voice. It sounds the same. It sounds exactly like you. <laughs> but the quality of their conversation is completely different. So you got to listen to the quality of the conversation, not your voice. So as you think, it's you thinking. Because it sounds like you. <laughs> oh, my God. Even intuition sounds like you thought it. You might actually even sometimes have experience of mental telepathy, but because it's in your voice, you won't even notice that, that it is. You'll be just having a thought. And then you'll be reacting to the thought, as in you'll be beholden to the thought. You'll be the slave of the thought that popped into your brain that you had no control over because it just popped up. I don't know if you're ever going to not have thoughts pop up into your head. Probably not. You're probably not even, un, not even desirable, probably. But you need to know whose thought is it, mine or my brain. Does that make sense? Brain. I'm trying to. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It makes sense. It makes sense. Okay. Apparently, you're doing some stuff again. <laughs> All right. Well, this is like super advanced uh, training. At one point, I could see myself doing a uh, a program, a workshop, a weekend workshop around how to use your brain. I'm 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 feeling like that's necessary for humanity because we crazy. <laughs> Yeah, freaking crazy. Anyhow, okay. Um, anything else you want to say about what I just said or anything but up to this point? Because, you know, it's important that somebody is, is, is successfully able to produce results as you are, that you get what I'm saying because you can give that gift away to other people. You are amazing at producing results, and you have – you just – Throw yourself away every minute, just about. Every time you get close to the result, it sounds like you throw yourself away. Uh, no, I'm good. 
Okay. I was hoping you were going to say something to make me think something new, but okay. Fine. <laughs> all right. Um, all right, so I'm going to go into um, the next section. Because I talked about the problem. Oh, one other problem about the problem. Sorry. Uh, so um, in addition to the um, breakdowns affecting both men and women in the worst possible way, but different, you know, it affects men, making men feel unsuccessful and it makes women feel unsafe and insecure. So in addition to that, usually breakdowns affect four of the five um, biggest issues at the same time. So let me see what that means. So, um, you know, let's say flat tire. I like to use flat tire as an example. You have a flat tire on a highway. You're probably going to be worried about uh, how long is it going to take before we can get off this road because I don't feel safe. Car might hit us, whatever. You're having safety and security issues. And he's over there thinking, how quick can I get this thing done because uh, this sucks and uh, I need to handle this, this stuff here and I don't want her unhappy. And um, besides, I don't want to be late and blow an opportunity or whatever it is I'm supposed to be doing. I need to produce the result I was planning on producing, and this thing is getting in the damn way. So now y'all have a conversation about what's going on, and the gender differences automatically pop up because you're going to be talking about getting this car flat, this flat fixed from the perspective of safety and security. He's going to be talking about this flat getting fixed from the standpoint of being successful, producing a result, and... um then you're both going to get emotional because it's affecting you emotionally in those places. And then when you're talking in those, those different, those different uh, gender perspectives, now you're guaranteed, um, practically guaranteed to have a um, miscommunication, uh, if not many, because you're going to be talking about the same thing, but for different reasons. <laughs> and you're going to think you're talking about the same thing because you're talking about the same thing. <laughs> Does that communicate? It does, but I think I'm more of a guy. Fine. I'm okay with that. I'm just saying that it'll affect as up to four problems at the same time. A breakdown. Okay. Yeah, so you actually have to identify where the problems are in this breakdown. Where the, you know, like, so if you all understand and respect each other's differences, um, um, you know, of gender, then fine. You know, you got differences. You know, you you don't have that as a problem this time. Um, you know, and, and like that. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. It, 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 the breakdown is the one that creates the most breakdowns. <laughs> because it affects multiple areas at the same time. Miscommunication comes from a lack of context, understanding context. You know, it comes from emotional reactions. It comes from all of that stuff. So, um, so, yeah, that's what that is. Okay, great. So now, how do you resolve all of this is by, you know, again, making agreements, planning, and commitment. And and the, But the biggest part is, and all three of them are huge, is um, creating a philosophical agreement in your relationship. And how I refer to it, that is the, to consciously create your relationship. Not by having hoping that the relationship grows and you know we're lucky that it's happening and blah 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 blah. No no no. How are we gonna how are we gonna operate inside this relationship? So couples that have been married for thirty forty years, 
they have a fundamental understanding of how their relationship is going to go. They understand each other very, very well enough to uh, like still love each other no matter how screwed up they act um, in all kinds of ways like that. They come to that over time. They grew into those things. But, and they did not consciously create their relationship, but their relationship is conscious enough that it could be joyful over time. But what I mean by that is to start out not necessarily after the first or second or third date, but once you realize that you're actually going to be in this relationship and it's actually going to, like, you know, work, then you want to actually say, okay, if we're going to be together. We need to come to an agreement on something called, and I call it philosophical agreement. Um, so uh, let me just talk about consciously creating relationships, and then I'm going to give you a tool to help you consciously create the relationship. We're almost done, believe it or not. So in order to consciously create your relationship, one would need to be on top of a number of things. Number one, you need to understand and recognize the impact your ways of being, speaking, and acting have on your partner and the relationship. Um, this means you'll have to be fully responsible for how things are going and be emotionally strong enough to look yourself in the mirror and tell the truth about how you've been being. The best way to accomplish this is to be objective, open-minded, and curious. The last thing you want to be is closed-minded, skeptical, or judgmental because those mindsets blind you to reality, makes people think the reality they think is happening is the real reality, or they twist their thinking to feel comfortable with some reality they made up. Uh, good luck with that. Uh, <laughs> that's um, in, in landmark parlance. That is uh, the vicious cycle. You remember that? Uh, no. The vicious cycle is where something happens and then you think something happens. And it makes the thing you thought, whether it's true or not, makes you, inspire, you know, influences your next action because you already thought that thought about them and which influenced them even further, which verifies the thought you had. And next thing you know, you're in this vicious cycle of negativity. Okay. Do, do you remember that? Not really. Not really. Okay, um, it's it's uh, when you combine. You know, so you remember the, the truth versus your interpretation, which well, you know, the facts versus the and, and interpretation, and in between, you blending them together comes the truth. You remember that part? No. Oh, okay, got it. Uh, it wouldn't hurt for you to review the landmark form. <laughs> I actually did. I reviewed it like three months ago. Really? They didn't talk about those things. You didn't talk about, um, okay, I got it. Not yeah, they didn't. I don't remember any of it. So, um, <sighs> I, I maybe they did, and yeah, I don't remember any part of that, any of it. Well, they had to do that if they ever got to empty and meaningless on Sunday. They had to get to all the things that get in the way of empty and meaningless. But that's okay, fine. Basically, you need to be conscious. Of uh, of the way your ways of being, thinking, and acting, speaking and acting, have on your partner, and you need to be conscious of reality, and be responsible for your part in the relationship, and for how the relationship oh. is going. That's bottom line. That's what that is. Okay. Okay. Uh, if you're not doing that, uh, good luck with that. All right. Two. <laughs> be able to predict the emotions of your partner as well as yourself for the most part, not perfectly or completely, but at least. You know, mostly. So, for example, uh, as a good example, if you notice that a body massage makes your partner happy, 
depending on how happy it makes them, you could use it to the fullest benefit of the relationship. In other words, when you can see that the happiness that comes from the body massage will contribute most to the relationship, such as when they can't get out of a bad mood, helping them make up after an upset or as foreplay before the, you know, real play. Uh, spontaneous acts of generosity, affection, and service work really well. So you got to see what really makes them happy and then use it uh, when it's most appropriate or when it'll have the biggest impact. I mean, you can use it any time, but you want to save it, if you can, for those moments, not only, but especially, if that, if that communicates. Yes? Yes, it actually does communicate. Very good. Yay. All right. Three, consciously pay close attention to your two main love languages and the two main love languages of your partner. That will tell you tons of how to take care of and predict how they'll react to things in the relationship. They're going to operate inside of that. They don't know how not to, and so do you. Me, I talk first, I touch second. Very, very close to connected. <laughs> uh, number four. The last critical element you need to keep present and be responsible for is the fact that you love your partner. You cannot forget that you love your partner. It's what you've always wanted and will always want. You got to keep that present. You can't forget that. I mean, you can forget it, but you're not going to like the result when you wake up from, from the fact that you forgot it. So it's so important to be conscious of your relationship. You need to be conscious of you and how you do things, your partner, and the space in between called the relationship. This is that area where people finally realize how much they actually don't know who they are because they've begun to realize there's so much they don't know, never thought about, questions, or missed. It's like um, you can't get what you want if you don't even ask for it. And you won't even necessarily know that that's what you want when you get it if you didn't know that you wanted it, if that could be the case at all. It does. Yeah. Yeah. Reminds me of this joke. Well, it's not really a joke, but it's told as a joke where, you know, there's a flood in this town down south. And... um this guy is standing on the roof because that's the only place that he can stand where he won't be swimming or drowning. And this boat goes by, a rowboat, with a couple of people and say, hey, man, come on, get in the boat. Say, man, I'm praying to God. God's going to save me. No, come on in the boat. No. No, I'm waiting for God. And then they say, all right, fine. They keep going, right? Next thing, another boat comes by and says, yacht. Hey, man, come on, get on the boat. No, man, God is going to save me. No, man, come on, get on the boat, man. No, God's going to save me. He's sitting on the roof. Now he's, he's you know, his, his pants are getting wet because he's like, it's so hot, right? A helicopter. Sir, come upstairs. Jump on a rope. You're going you're gonna to save you. No, God is going to help me. God is going to help me. And then he drowns. And then he goes to, up to the pearly gates of heaven. And Saint, he talks to St. Peter. says, how come God didn't help me? I don't understand. I prayed. I'm a religious guy. He said, but he sent you two boats and a helicopter. What do you want? <laughs> <laughs> we don't know what we we don't know what's going to help us if we don't know who we are. Wow. You, you never heard that one before? No, I had never had. 
You <laughs> got two boats in a helicopter. You you complaining? Come on, get out of here, man. <laughs> okay, we're gonna die, I guess. So, if you don't know who you are, that's what happens to us in life. Um. So, in order for you to um, where I got the concept of philosophical agreement. I got it from this book. I'm going to tell you, you know, I'll plagiarize it and use it in a different environment called, uh, this book was called um, Million Dollar Consulting. And um, in Million Dollar Consulting, the guy, the author, Alan Weiss, one of the best books I ever read on any subject. This guy is such a good author. It's amazing. Uh, such a great communicator and so freaking smart. Anyhow, um, he talks about you got to be on the same page with your customer. You just have to and you have to understand with your customer what it is that they want to produce what the problem is what the solution will end up being the results and um how you could tell that you created this result what's the measures for producing this result and um and um you know when i looked at that it made it so much easier for me to like meet clients where they are and you know, I saw that from me having been, you know, married and divorced twice before I even started playing this game called being a coach. Um, you know, I saw that, wow, I mean, it's so amazing when you're on the same page with somebody. You know, I read it while I was on Team 2 in 2009. So that actually added to it because it helped me um, to be a better Team 2 uh, accountable, you know, person on team. And so um, I see that that is what people who are in uh, – you know, long-term, happy relationships, married or not, they have a philosophical agreement on how to operate with each other and how they're going to be in a relationship. So with that, I created something a long time ago before I even had this concept called a personal life charter. And this is going to be uh, your assignment for this uh, session, is that um, in order to create a philosophical agreement with your partner, you're going to have to know who you are. And your partner's going to need to know who he is, and you're going to need to be able to explain yourself to each other. And I don't know if it's the best way, but it's a great way to do that is for you to fill out your personal life charter. And so I'm going to tell you what the personal life charter is. And then when you, when you fill out those, your personal life charter and he does his, then you combine them, and I have a tool to help you with that called a relationship charter, where you combine your two charters, and you use that to be your your joint relationship charter. So a relationship charter has a basic, I mean, um, a personal life charter has um, uh, 11 sections to it. Who I am. Like, you could say who I am is a possibility, and, and you would probably use possibility words, but who are you um, really, like, at the end of your life, when you look at your life and you say, who was I being really? You know, who am I fundamentally? That's what you would put down. So who I am, for example, is who I am is love and enlightenment. I'm committed to uh, enlightenment. That's what drives me more than anything, love and enlightenment. And so that's who I am. I'm not, you know, the possibility of that. I am that. And I'm present to that. Um, I'm never... I'm almost never not present to that. I, only when I get annoyed because my unanswerable question is, uh, no, my point of view is, uh, no, my act, sorry, is, uh, that ain't fair. <laughs> so, so lack of fairness pisses me off. 
poor customer service is a lack of fairness. Uh, I'm better at it, but I still haven't been completely untriggered. So, um, and you're going to get this chart. So I'm just going to read through read through this quickly. Uh, we got 15 minutes. How about that? Um, yeah. Anyhow, um, you still with me? Just curious. Yeah. All right. Good. So, um, who? Um, so the personal life charter. The 11 sections are who I who I am is. Uh, my mission in life is. My purpose in life is. And then it's uh, the principles I live my life by. Uh, the many roles I wear, uh, uh, the many roles I play in life, the hats I wear. You know, I'm a, I'm a daughter, I'm a brother, sister, I'm a, you know, employee, I'm a uh, entrepreneur, whatever, right? You know, you want to look at all of the roles you play in life. Mm-hmm. Um, right? Then um, uh, all the tools you have to, uh, to, pre- pre- to, to produce being successful. You know, so, you, you know, you've got sales skills, you've got writing skills, you got, you know, whatever, right? Um, then um, you're going to uh, create something called my filter, you no, know, my focus in life. And your focus mm-hmm. in life is um, choosing the filter you want to look at life through, not the one you already are. Mm. So, yeah, because we have, we, we automatically create our own filter. No, no, we automatically accept a filter. It ain't the one we created. So, um, so my filter, the one I created in 2002, is um, taking the high road, fully aware, expanding comfort zones, being transparent, holding the space of love. That's how I look uh-huh. at life, that's how I interact with life. That's my first perspective, and I'm asking myself, uh, am I looking at life from most perspectives? And the only time I'm not is when I'm either resigned or angry <laughs> or fearful. Uh-huh. You know, when 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 those four acts, the four signs, those four voices pop up, and then uh, um, by the way, my fourth voice is the sadness voice. I think I said it before, but I'll just say it again, which is uh, nobody cares about me. Uh-huh. That's actually the first one, and uh, the one that ties the other three together. But that's a whole other story. Um, you're getting. I do a lot of work, right? <laughs> yeah. 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 Yeah, that's that's what happens when you stop thoughting and, and start thinking. Whatever your gift is, will start becoming that profound. Let me say that again. Whatever your gift is, when you stop thoughting and start thinking, you will be as um, deep, as rich, as original, as as um, able to make a difference as the things that I'm talking about in my area. Awesome. Yeah. All right. Um, so after you come up with your focus, you'll be looking at your, your home life, your family life, your money, and your um, your home life, family life, money, um, and your relationship. Like, you know, your bucket list on, like, like no, your ideal existence. So ideally how your money would be, ideally how your family would be together. Ideally what it's like coming home and ideally what it's like being with your partner. And then, mm. um, and then last um, but not least is your bucket list. Anything else that you think that you would want that is not on any of those other things, you're going to put it down. I call it your intended outcomes. Mm. Okay. In, in your intended outcomes, you put down your bucket list, you know, for me, and and by the way, none of this stuff needs to be in from um 
your family, your wealth, your, your, your home life, and your relationship. Whatever you put down, it doesn't even have to be possible. Your bucket list doesn't even have to be possible. It needs to be the goal, though. And so, um, you know, for example, one of my goals is to live to be 150. I don't know if that's feasible in today's age. <laughs> and if they don't figure out a way to survive, uh, you know, uh, uh, Mr. Mr. Trump, <laughs> nobody going to get there. <laughs> if he's if he going to fight with Australia's president, come on. Anyhow, um, uh, politics aside, uh, it's not necessarily feasible. Not feasible at this day and age, but it doesn't mean that's not a goal for my an intended outcome. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So, um, and then once you fill that out, you won't be able to fill out the relationship charter. But um, I'll just tell you what it is, and I'll send it to you so that you can actually have it access to it when you when it's time for you to be able to use it. Um. And by the way, I'm putting this on, on the recording here now that um, when it's time for you to use it, feel free when you want to put together it with your, with your partner. Uh, you can feel free to call me to, uh, for consulting uh, around, you know, putting your uh, relationship charter together with your partner, right? Um, okay. Whenever that is. It could be three years from now. I'm just saying. Okay. Thank you. So, Okay, so can I share something with you right now? Because I'm actually, like, I'm starting to tune this part out. You want to know yes. why? Why? Okay, great. Because I, every coach I've ever had is, like, at some point, it's like, no, you're going to write this stuff down, and you're going to do this. And I have a list of this stuff, and I'm just kind of at the point where it's like, I don't want to do that. Is there anything else? Because I really don't. Mm. Like, I just, I'm not interested in doing it. I don't know how mm. to, like, I just... Yeah, like I, I'm just okay. like maybe it's just a resignation. Like I just don't care. Like I'm like, I don't want to. I maybe it's my automatic recurring dialogue. I already know that's how this is gonna go. So why bother? Probably not. Mm-hmm. Well, I tell you, this is um this this assignment is it, I think it's the hardest assignment I ever gave anybody ever in any of my programs ever. People just don't want to put their brain power to work to make this happen. It is so difficult for people to do this. And you're just saying that up front. So thank you for being, you know, authentic and, and straight around this. And uh, most people can't do it. They just, they just can't do this exercise. It requires too much mental um, energy, uh, mental mastery, um, mental clarity. Like they really got to be with themselves in order to do this. And I, I will tell you that I did this out of self-defense personally when I created mine um, because um, after the World Trade Center incident, um, I, I quit as a staff member. I completed as a staff member early October, moved down to North Carolina uh, end of October of 2001. And um, I had to find ways to protect myself from losing my mind around a whole bunch of people who don't know nothing about personal development. <laughs> so I did a number of things. I started meditating. I created this book I called the um, Tony's Treasure Chest, which is a um, book with a bunch of different um, technologies and distinctions. And I would walk around the store with it so that um, if I was by myself and, and rather than beat myself up and uh, feel guilty, I would read that to empower me. Um, 
uh, I watched TV. Uh, I watched movies that like gave me lessons. Like I watched the, the A Beautiful Mind a bunch of times and Groundhog Day a bunch of times. I love Groundhog Day. Oh my god, and um, stuff like that. Um, but I also um, said that you know when I was a staff member, I would read something every morning with my partner or with myself, and then I would also read you know the uh, what they used to call the Landmark Education 2020 Charter. I would read that in front of, you know, with, with whoever was on my assisting team that set up their day. And then we, you know, complete at the end. And I was like, that was great words to live by. So let me find some words to live by. And I ended up creating this personal life charter. When I first did it, it took me almost 18 months to complete it. Editing on top of editing, going back. Oh, I want to say it this way. So I understand how hard it can be. Um, I'm going to send it to you anyhow. You're telling me you're not going to do it, so I got you're not going to do it. <laughs> but I, I I beg that you keep it because someday you may want to. If nothing else, if nothing else, it will help you to really get to the bottom of who you really are if you actually use it because that's what I had used it for. And then when I got married my second time and I saw the marriage wasn't working, I said, hey, how about if we create a joint relationship charter and she laughed at me. She, we never actually did use it. Damn it, <laughs> bitch! <laughs> I can even say that to her face. So we're friends now. We can laugh at it, you know. But um, it's a tool. It's not mandatory. I, I recommend people do it highly. But almost nobody has the, the, the mental uh, uh, focus and capacity to actually do it. So um, uh, you, you you turn me down. I got it. I'm not insulted in the least. If you change your mind. I'll be happy to support you. Okay. Um, I started using this in 2011 in relationships and stuff. And I think I only had five people since 2011 actually do it right. <laughs> That's how hard I know it is. I, I, I accept that. If you change your mind, I'll be like, you know, I'll be uh, spinning on my wheels happy with that. So, all right, so, um, but this is the tool that I would give somebody for them to be complete um, and to really come up with a, uh, a, a, to consciously create their relationship. And uh, that's what I got. That is uh, the completion of this session. I'm still going to send you the documents. You can look them up where you want. You can use them as questions. You can use them as tools to qualify the guy that you're dealing with. I don't care. Okay. Um, so that's that's what I got. So, all right. So, uh, anything you want to say? Um, to be complete or whatever. What's there for you? Think. Uh, huh? So anything for me to say I guess um yeah I mean I I want to do it um I just don't want to do it alone um because of it's so funny oh goodness sorry my clients are already texting me first thing in the morning guys oh, it's, <laughs> I guess it's 8 41 now they have permission to text me um, um what is there for me to say what is there for me to say no I guess I would want to do it 
I just would want to do it potentially, I guess, like I said, not alone, because I'm pretty sure that if I started to do it, that it would just like, I'd have all sorts of conversations that go in my head. So maybe we could create a time to do this on the phone together, if that works for you. I don't know. Yep, it does. It does. This is too important for me to like not do it. So if you're making that request, it's, you know, it's a, a additional, it would be an additional session or two, but I'm okay with that. Okay. Well, then, yeah, I guess I can do it. So I just okay. have to look to see um, when would work for me so that I could do it. How much time do you think it's going to take? Like, what do people, how much time do people normally take in doing, in creating it? Um, well, I mean, it depends on them. I mean, anywhere from, like, a couple of days to never. <laughs> I don't oh, know. Oh, really? Yeah, I told you. I only had about five people. One of them was a couple. They did it together. They was already married. They was already happily married. They did it together. And um, it was so beautiful. I was almost cry- I was almost crying when I heard them share it. What they share their um, relationship charter. It was fucking amazing. Oh my god, it was so amazing. It was so romantic. It was so loving. And I'm glad I got it recorded. I might have to listen to it once in a while just so I can uh, remember beautiful. and get that feeling back. Yeah. Okay, yeah. So I guess I could just like look at my calendar and offer text you sometimes, and then see when it could work. And then, obviously, it's something you do on the computer, right? Like, yeah, you would want to you want to be writing this down, yeah. Okay. So I can do that. Uh, I guess I could do that because I think that that would actually maybe that's it's this thing that would be my breakthrough inside of creating relationships. So yeah, I'm willing to do that. Awesome. All right, let me know when, and, um, you know, you want to do next session, uh, you know, our uh, session number five, uh, same time next week? Yeah, please. Excellent. Yes, I'm, I'm enrolled. Okay. Awesome. Um, oh, yeah. So, yeah, so uh, what's the bit, what do you say you're walking away with from this call today? Um... I would say that I'm walking away with the power of being present and curious about what's possible. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's what I'm doing. All right. Good. So uh, what I will tell you is that uh, I want to give you something to remember. You can learn something from a dog if you just be curious enough to watch them do whatever they're doing. Oh, okay. You can learn about love and life from watching a dog or a caterpillar or a tree. You know, you don't have to look for something. Look at something and let it tell you what it wants to tell you. Okay. Does that communicate? Yeah, I can learn something from anyone. Yeah. Yes. Anyone, anywhere, any place, anytime. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Great. Because that'll help you. That'll help you get the distinctions, even if you're not practicing the distinctions. So that's 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 my uh, story, and I'm sticking to it. All right. It is uh, 8:44. This is amazing how we can get so much covered and still 
long time. It's amazing. So uh, thank you for your listening and for uh, being coachable. And uh, I'm complete. Thank you. you. Okay, awesome. And I'll connect you during the week in regards to time. All right. Um, Yeah, all right, great. Thanks. Bye. Bye. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.